0: Of cheap money is over. We're going to talk about that and more on today's show. Welcome
1: in to your retirement untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida with Moise Param here every week. Excited to be back with you. It's been another uh, insane, incredible week uh, in the markets and in the economy. And of course, we're wrapping up the year 2022, which is, you know, same story, different week. And as Mo mentioned on today's show, especially at least for the first part of the show, we're talking about the era of cheap money being over. How does that affect you and how does it affect others? Living in this economy, listen. Our goal is to bring real life reality to money, finance, investing, so that you know and have the right information to handle your own financial well-being. That's the key on our show, Your Retirement Untangled. Mo, how you doing, my friend?
0: Uh, I am doing good. I'm doing good. We had a great time last night here in downtown Cartersville. There was a Christmas parade, so uh, we were serving out hot chocolate uh, to the community, hot chocolate and coffee, but. You know, it's, who would have known that eight gallons, eight to 10 gallons of hot chocolate would go away in about 30 minutes. Listen, I mean, that, it was cold was, outside. <laughs> that was, that was a total bust. Actually, I felt terrible <laughs> because,
1: you know, one thing, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, be generous and try to help out, make sure you have enough to help out everybody, I guess. Right. right. Uh, what a lesson learned. And then out of all things, one of the uh, most well-renowned restaurants here in Cartersville. Right. I mean, the gentleman who owns, he actually owns two or three restaurants here in town, but. But um, everybody knows him. He walks all the way up to get a cup of hot chocolate from us right when we run out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, he's not a client yet and for sure probably won't be after that. <laughs> after that, know? right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, this is unbelievable. But yeah, great night, downtown Cartersville Christmas Parade. You know, I always say Cartersville's a town where it's uh it's really not small, but it sure
0: acts like it. It is. It is. It was it's nice, you know. It's nice to have a local parade celebrating Christmas having kids families lining up from like 8 o'clock in the morning this parade started at 6 o'clock at night but there were chairs and everyone getting ready for uh, the parade since like 8 8.30 in the morning so yeah so it's not a small town but I love the fact that we have these uh, events these festivals these parades just to, to, to celebrate life to celebrate Christmas celebrate the holidays celebrate family so yeah so it was a great time and a great you, time, and you guys life. you listeners out there just take a quick moment we're proud of this take a quick moment and check
1: out our uh, Facebook page, Instagram page, or, uh, you know, whatever. We're on every platform you can imagine, but check it out. We'll post some pictures of the That's parade. Right. And then also our office here sits right on the corner of the edge of town. So uh, we're fortunate and super blessed to have a beautiful office here in town. And of course we have recently got it all decorated for Christmas. So uh, you'll see some pictures there of it lit up and everything else. But, but listen, Mo, we, we got some important topics to cover on today's show and uh, the era of cheap money is over. And basically what we're talking about is, is the idea of borrowing money. You know, we've been in an environment for so many years, where, you know, lending has been just, you know, it's been the norm, you know, why wouldn't you, right? Um, You know, we're getting questions, even as advisors, now that you actually have to reconsider the advice that we were given literally six months ago, simple things such as, you know, should I pay extra on my house? Or should I, you know, pay cash for a vehicle? Or, you know, I I mean, we, uh, you know, we've always owned older vehicles, but just a personal story here, me and my wife, uh, we upgraded our vehicles this past year. Hindsight, it was a good decision. And, and, you know, we decided to finance uh, a portion of the cost for the vehicle, not, not because we we had to, but because, Hey, interest rates
0: were 1.9% on the, I mean, come on. Yeah. Why wouldn't you at the, at those levels? Right. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, for, we've been, we've been in this low interest rate environment for such a long time where, you know, you, you just you just look back to 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 the almost three years ago, where it was like two percent, two and a half percent for a thirty year fix for a home. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. When you think about when you think about what it is now, I mean, uh, I think the last time I looked was over what six and a half percent for a 30 year fix. Times have changed in just a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Six. And listen, six and a half percent. I know this personally because we're now officially,
1: if you guys have been following uh, my personal story, (laughs) we're now uh, under contract on a house. And and I'm going to tell you something, six and a half percent on a on a loan, especially on a mortgage is a world of difference yeah. on the payment compared to the old, you know, two, two and a half percent that we were, you know, that was available just in the year 2020, 2021. So, so it changes things. And, and so from a planning perspective, I'll throw this in here real quick. You know, planning is living and breathing. We've always said that here at Asset Management Group, and we believe it's living and breathing. And so, you know, advice it might need to change in a moment like this on how we handle our cash and how we handle liabilities. But Mo, I wanted to get to a, a headline that, that to me is super, super uh, concerning. Uh, listen to this, okay? And, and, I, and I want your thoughts on this. Consumers are racking up credit card debt at a pace not seen in decades, mm. okay? And I'm not talking about, uh, you know, racking up credit card debt over the last 12 months, 24 months. You know, I'm talking about the month-over-month month trend that literally has started over the last few months, okay? This is relative right now. Um, Q3, Q3 of 2022, credit card debt increased 15% mm. month over month, which is the, I, I'm sorry, increased 15%, the largest year over year
0: increase in over 20 years. Wow. Wow. That's, that's concerning. That's very concerning. You know, um, you know, just to put some more context to that, Americans have an absolute mountain of credit card debt in 2022, it's at $925 billion. $925 billion are, are in, the, in the hands of, of Americans on consumer credit card debt. Just consumer credit card debt. Just consumer credit card debt. That is absolutely insane. And so when you think about it is, you know, here's the, here's the issue. Well, one of the issues with, with that amount of, amount of debt is as the interest rates continue to rise— these credit card interest rates will rise as well. And so now you have uh, consumers that are really outstretching the dollars that are coming in. And the problem with that is you know, you start racking up the credit card debts at these levels and at these amounts. One, you get used to the habit of overspending, which causes a, uh, a habit that we definitely do not want to have. But then also you put yourself in a position where can you even afford to pay off these debt at, at, at any substantial level?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it, I'm going to say the answer is probably no for many people. I mean, listen to this: the average interest rate, Mo, like you're saying, 19.2 percent on credit card debt. Now, you said the debt level was 900 plus billion billion, and the average interest rate on credit card debt. Remember, it's relative to interest prime and, and what it is today: 19.2 mm-hmm. percent. You know, and, and it and it fears me because it doesn't. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk more about this in the second segment. But what we're seeing from uh you know from an economic standpoint, it doesn't seem like things are getting better sooner. No, you know. And so uh, my fear is, and, and this is always the case. This is true. You know, even when I think about my story, like like my personal financial position, I think you know. Um, how quick am I? Am I ready to change and 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 get my lifestyle in a way that's going to keep me from going to these levels? Because the truth is, is a lot of people who have been financially disciplined. You know, there's they've made a good living of, over the past five to ten years. They've got a young family, or maybe they're maybe they don't. Maybe they're in reta- getting close to retirement, but they're comfortable because everything's been you know fairly inexpensive. Lending, we said, cheap money for quite some time. Right. And now everything is changing so rapidly that it becomes a challenge to change lifestyle that quick, you know? It's hard, man. A- and and it goes for us too. You know, we're a very social family and we got a lot of, we're doing a lot of things with a lot of families and you know, you are playing baseball, you're playing basketball, you're out hunting, you're you're going on some trips and stuff like that because that's what you've been accustomed to over the past 5 years and all of a sudden it seems like six months into this thing, I mean, breaks hit and it's like, you might, we might need to consider changing some things.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, we, we talked about it before, you know, is it a sense of being resilient where you say to yourself, well, you know, I have, I've built these disciplines, I've built these habits. We don't live an extra extravagant life. So yes, I may be able to, you know, rack up a little more credit card debt or debt in general, but you know, is my job is healthy. Um, and we can maybe cut back the reins, but I would question, uh, I would, I would question anyone who thinks that way is, do you have the ability to actually do that? Right. Do we, do we have the measures? Do you have the tools in place to actually cut back when times get tough? And if times get tough, because, you know, um, we don't necessarily see a, a, a a slowdown in the feds raising interest rates, which, which in essence means that we don't necessarily see a slowdown in credit card interest rates increasing, right? You, You mentioned it's 19 point, whatever it is, as the average credit card interest rates, well, we fast forward three months from now, that average interest rate may go up if, if, if uh, the Feds continue to raise interest rates. likely they will go up. Like they will go up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the last show, we talked about, you know, a, a get skinny plan. You know, I get a skinny budget, you know, ways that we can kind of decelerate some of our spending in the event that uh, some hiccups come across the road for us to manage um, this type of uh, lifestyle that we may be accustomed to that we might have to start pulling back. And it's 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 challenging, right? Because we have layoffs and layoffs and layoffs coming up. And if you get stuck in the cycle of credit card debt well beyond more than you can afford, then what do you do?
1: Yeah. And, and and every individual out there is really getting, they're fighting this battle because not only are they trying to sustain a lifestyle they're accustomed to, they're also fighting the additional cost in, in, in goods, which are, as we all know, going through the roof. So, you know, I think you said it well, we just the goal to, to all of you guys is just to be mindful. Okay. And and, and obviously, at the end of this year, 2022, um, you know, you want to take everything that you've been through, allow it to be exa- an
0: example to your life. And, and obviously, don't repeat things that you don't need to repeat. I would say make it a New Year's resolution as much as I hate the, the New Year's resolutions, but make it a standpoint for yourself to go back to the drawing board, look at what 2023 has in front of you. And can you create and carve out a budget, a spending plan that can... Can be tailored to your specific needs, but also has the flexibility to adjust if things get even rockier.
1: Yeah, and and by the way, Mo says he hates New Year's resolution because I have a new day's resolution every day, <laughs> <laughs> and he's t- and he's sick of it. Uh, now, listen, guys, we got to run to a quick commercial break, but I want you to stay tuned with us because coming up next, we're going to really break down a recent, uh, you know, uh, speech, if you will, that Powell gave, uh, and then some good information that's been released about the economy over the recent week, week and a half. So stay tuned and coming up next that's what we got by the way real quick before we run a commercial break if you need help or you have questions about your financial position and your financial well-being going forward if you are uncertain on where you're headed pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164 1-800-419-6164 stay tuned Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It is Andrew Nida, Moise Parham, president and partner here at uh, Asset Management Group. And we are so thankful that you guys uh, have stayed tuned with us every single week as we just try to bring the reality to to the news that you're getting out there in a year like this year and, of course, how to apply it to your life. We want to take a quick moment and just uh, reference some recent headlines and some uh, information that's been brought to us by... Uh, no better than Mr. Powell himself <laughs> over the recent uh, few weeks, and and listen, it's important that you guys not just hear the information because I think sometimes you know we get this information, we watch the news, we watch Squawk Box, we whatever is your thing, you read it on YouTube, but you're thinking, okay, all this sounds really good, but I wake up every day and go to work, you know, I wake up every day and and I live my life, you know, so so what? How does this actually apply to to my position? Uh, in what I'm doing every day for me and my family. And so that's kind of the goal that we have here. You know, Powell had a, you know, he had a speech over uh, a week ago, and, and we've been saying this for, Lord have mercy, quite some time, Mo. But, um, you know, labor seems to hold the key to core inflation. Yeah. You know, and, and we've, we have been hitting this in the head. And, and the reality is, is labor uh, is so important, because there's been such an imbalance with the availability of jobs and the the individuals looking for jobs. I think he he made a statement, I don't know exactly, but I want to say it was around 1.7. Yeah,
0: 1.7 for every person looking for a job. For
1: every person looking for a job, which is significant because because when you think about unemployment increasing, the rate of unemployment, okay? There's still a significant amount of available jobs uh, there to feel the headlines of people or companies that are that are releasing their staff, right? So there's almost like this season that we have to go through where not only does unemployment need to happen at major organizations, but also jobs need to stop being available. You know, at the level in which they're available today.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, he, you know, Powell basically said, you know, he made it he made it clear that the the wage growth um, is higher than than what it needs to be in order to get to the goal of this two percent inflation that the feds are trying to target, and it doesn't help that you know for you know I think it's about uh, four four million people uh, on a daily basis are looking for a job that there's more jobs available for for those unemployed workers and so yeah it, it's it's that stickiness and that 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 balance of you know how do we get these jobs filled, but at the same time. How do we you know curve down uh, wages? How do we curve down the 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 available jobs that are out there and so yeah it, it's 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 a challenging road that's ahead of that's ahead of Powell and that's ahead of the uh the workforce right now in the labor force yeah there's such a
1: there seems to be such a kind of an imbalance here um and even though you know even though we're seeing job vacancies move you know below their highs. Uh, and the pace of jobs have slowed, at least from earlier this year, the labor market it just continues to be out of balance. And all of this is, is so highly connected to the mission of the feds, which is to temper uh, inflation. And, you know, we've seen these markets react, it seems like every time news is brought to the table. And, uh, you know, I was listening to to someone speak this morning, and and they were saying, you know, it just seems like that, that we have this, investors have these blinders on, right. you know, and, it, and it's, it's, if I don't see, uh, you know, then, then there's nothing wrong happening. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the actual statement that he made, but, but basically, you know, I'm just going to see what I want to see. Right. Right. And, and I'm going to choose to hear what I want to hear.
0: I mean, if you, if you think about, uh, right after Powell spoke the other day, uh, the market roared, I mean the S and P was up three percent at that point. I mean Nasdaq was 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 rocking and rolling right afterwards. And if you think about it, he if you listen to his speech, you could take it. You could take it. Uh, look at it one way or another, depending how you look at it, right? He basically said that um, there's because we're starting to see a slower trend in inflation. Then one and one person could say to themselves, "Well, maybe things are working. Maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel coming out fairly soon. So let me deploy some money in the market. Let me go ahead and start investing." and that could, that could cause the rally that we saw that day. Or you can look at it and say, well, wait a minute. He's, he basically said that the, the labor market, the labor force uh, wages is not where we need it to be in order to, for us to hit our target goal. So you could stay back and say, wait a minute, <laughs> we're nowhere near the end. So let me, let me you know, take some money off the market. Let me be a little more protective. Let me be more cautious of where my money is. And you could deploy your money elsewhere. So you're right. You know, it all depends on what lens you're looking at and how you how you read the news and how you interpret the news that are being presented to you.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I figured it out. It's it's <laughs> it's not I see no
0: evil. There is no evil. Mm, right.
1: OK, so so just because you choose not to see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Right. And remember, the markets, um, at least short term day to day are never a true indication of the economy as a whole, it's not. right? And even, even Powell made this statement about some of the statistical data that's been released is they're not looking for a good number. They're looking for the consistency of that number trending in a way that they want to see it, Right, which once again, is a reference to, Hey, we're not done yet. And, and I want to, you know, I want to do my best to make this applicable to, to, all of our listeners today in their story. But before we do, I want to mention one other thing. One of the reports that came out recently after he spoke was uh, monthly pay- payrolls, driving back to this whole idea that, you know, core inflation is directly related to labor. Um, but monthly
0: payrolls was hot. Yeah, yeah. Hot. Yeah, November, uh, the reports came out, 263,000 increase in, in, in payroll numbers. Uh, the average hourly earnings month over month increased by 0.6%. The average hourly earnings year over year increased by over five percent. I mean, this is not what this, you know, for the for the for the uh, for the worker who's getting these pay raises is great for them because right because here's here's the, here's the issue. We want wages in some aspects to go up because inflation is going up, so we want workers to have their cost of their, their income keeping up with the cost of living. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, the feds don't want to see that. Right, because mm-hmm. if wages continue to go up, if the job market is still healthy, then what what does it mean? He has to continue to to push and increase rates to bring back demand, bring back um um to to, to curb inflation and ultimately to to stable prices, the stable prices, which right? Is, Employment is, is still at three point seven percent, and we've talked about it multiple times that we you know we believe that inflation has to get to somewhere in the five percent range, for 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 a real slowdown, a real pause in um. Uh, and and the rates being um, decreased. I think, I think, um, you know, it's, it's hot, way too hot. I mean, look at, this is live. I mean, right now, the heat map on the S and P 500, all sectors are down. I mean, it (laughs) doesn't look good. I mean, uh, if you look at investors, investors pulled $8 billion from the S&P 500 ETFs and the QQQ. How much? $8 billion combined from the S&P 500 mm-hmm. ETFs and the QQQ, which is basically NASDAQ. Yeah. And, and you know, we want to make certain that that you guys understand
1: this is not a, you know, we're not doomsday telling you to go do something dramatic today. We're just saying, listen, this is the world we're living in. And so how do you make all of this, uh, you know, this news and, and at least what you're hearing and thinking emotionally? and and mindfully about where we're headed uh, from an economic standpoint, how do you apply that to your your life and how do you make the right decision? And you know, from a from a financial planning standpoint, you know, at least from our perspective, to kind of let you in and and see what we're thinking is, you know, we're trying to be mindful, especially for our clients out there that have, you know, they come to the table and they are retired, you know, or they're literally years from retirement, they hand over their their well saved 401ks and IRAs and 403bs and TSPs and you name it, uh, Roth accounts, brokerage accounts, they're handing over their their assets. And they're saying, hey, listen, you know, I've been in this accumulation phase. Now I'm getting close to retirement. 2022 has made me angst and nervous, and and I'm not sure where I'm headed. And, you know, it used to be simple. Now it's not. So what do I do? And, you know, Mo, I think for all of us uh, here at Asset Management Group, our our concern is not so much for the, you know, the 30-year-old, the 40-year-old, the maybe even the early 50-year-old who who has a a time of work for, you know, 10 to 15 years. Our concern is the individual that's, you know, seven years out from retirement, okay, or in retirement right now. And and because many people have gotten so used to this really good market that they look at this information, they've had a reality check, but they don't know how to balance risk within their financial plan. And, you know, all of this news that we're talking about, it's, it's, it doesn't feel good, all right? you know, but, but what do people need to do and what do they need to be focused on in their plan right now when they hear all these things? I think, I think
0: uh, like what, what someone needs to do at this at this stage of their lives right now as they prepare you know they're steps away from retirement or in retirement is really look at the the balance between you know the, the the assets that they have in relationship to risk right do we have defensive measures true defensive measures in place that when market volatility does happen we have a way to to uh to insulate some of our assets from the market volatility but also at the same time understanding that, listen, if retirement is, you know, we're, we're experiencing or expecting a 15, 20, 25 year retirement, the balance of having some of our assets positioned correctly for growth and using both of those strategies as a way to 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 really create what I would say is an income plan for themselves. If, if you haven't taken the time to call in, I know many of you guys have
1: reached out to our radio show or TV show and have taken advantage of this retirement readiness review. But, but if you have not, and you're sitting out there, you have the assets available, you're you're thinking about the things that we're talking about, taxes, risk, volatility, and you're saying, hey, you know, all this stuff's got me kind of in a frizzy, and I'm trying to figure out what to do for my future. Um, we want to encourage you to pick up the phone and call. It's a complimentary gift, if you will, from Asset Management Group to you. Uh, literally, you're not going to get passed to anybody else but Mo and myself. We're personally going to sit down, take the time to hear out your concerns, your story, your questions. Put together a retirement readiness review and see if what you're feeling about your situation is true and accurate and if things need to change. That's what it's there for. It's a complimentary gift to you. And to access it, you got to pick up the phone and call. It's 1-800-419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. Now listen, stay tuned because coming up next, we're going to talk about how smart, safe investing actually works in reference to Moe's example. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It is Andrew Nida, Moise Param partners here at Asset Management Group every single week as we work diligently to bring you relative news, information, but not just that. It's more about how all of this plays a part of your financial well-being today and forever. That is the key here at Your Retirement Untangled TV show, radio show, podcast. Connect with us uh, we'd love you too. Now, listen, it's been a good show. We've been talking about, uh, you know, a lot of different things. So if you missed the first few segments, you got to go back and check it out. But, uh, you know, we talked about the reality that the error of cheap money is over. Okay. And, and uh, you know, this the discomfort of that, right? I mean, we've, we have enjoyed the idea of being able to go buy a car and finance it or buy a house and finance it. And we're literally financing it while we're smiling because we feel like we're stealing from the institutions. You know, this is easy. You know, 1.9% on a vehicle, 2.5% on a mortgage. Like, let's go. Give me all the money you can, yeah. Mr. Bank of America. Cheap money. <laughs> Chase bank. Yeah. <laughs> so, it feels cheap. But those days could be behind us at least for a, a reasonable amount of time and it plays a major effect we talked about the the concerns now how quick it's changing credit card debt going up and the the average rate of credit card interest rates right now is 19.2% we've seen the largest increase in over 20 years over the recent uh, Q3 of 2022, so it matters, and then and then the last segment we talked about just some of the headlines with Powell and some of the news that's coming out. The job report that was a huge hot item and topic uh, over the past week, week and a half, and and now we're uh, you know we're thinking, okay, how does this all relate to someone's uh, plan and how should they be thinking about their personal finance? So here we are, Mo. You were talking about here at our firm how we really lock into smart risk. Smart save and understanding the difference between the two and and understanding where to take the risk in someone's plan and how much risk they can take All right um so I want to bear in right there okay. um, let me let me just say. If you can kind of, I know you can't, uh, you can't see us on the radio, but if you can, in your mind, draw a line down the middle and you have a right side to your financial life and you have a left side to your financial life, the right side, let's call that smart risk. Uh, now, most of you guys know exactly what that is. It's things that you've always participated in. Right. Okay. We're talking about stocks bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, futures, options, uh, etc. These are all things that sustain a level of risk. Now you might say, well, is bonds or gold that would be on the smart risk side? I don't know. Is losing 90% of the S&P considered risk? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem this year. But yes, those items sustain a level of risk. We'd like to believe that it didn't, but now we know it does. So the truth is is all things that sustain the possibility of losing value is a risk investment okay but what people haven't had to pay much attention to is smart safe because it hasn't really been beneficial and now it is so what are what are some items that we would categorize and list out in front of our clients as smart safe investment options
0: you know again uh, when you think about if smart risk is uh, assets that can t- t- the potential to lose value then smart safe is assets that can't right or have the protection Uh, around it so we can't lose value. So you think of assets such as uh, like CDs, for instance, right? CDs, you have an interest rate on it, uh, a yield on it. And as long as you keep your CD uh, for the maturity, then you won't lose any value behind it. Uh, You look at something like a fixed indexed annuity, right? And I know everyone probably turned off the radio (laughs) because I used the word annuity, but there are some annuities in place where you literally cannot lose value Um, uh, on your assets. You have money market accounts, right? Assets uh, that have, that you have in your savings account, right? High interest savings accounts. So money markets, high interest savings accounts, CDs, you know, fixed index annuities, these, these, instruments allow you to. to I bonds, I bonds, right? I bonds were hot last year and still hot this year, you know, over, you know, six what 6.84%. I believe the number is for interest rates for this year. You know, those are assets that you cannot lose value in.
1: Yeah, which is which is by definition, with, with at least from our perspective, when we talk safe, that's what we're talking about—something right. that you know you're not going to lose money in. And Mo, because people haven't had to pay attention, they've almost created this. Uh, and Even me, I think I've done kind of the same thing. But you create this like negative condemnation with those types of investments. I know you you were being kind of funny there and making light of the idea about this annuity, you know, type conversation. People don't like annuities; they don't like CDs, you know. But why? Well, because it hasn't done anything for a lot of people for a lot of time.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about the, you know, uh, I mean, just, take up, just think about Rachel. the S and P five hundred in what twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. over 30%. right? And so if I presented you, Andrew, the option of investing in the S&P 500 with the ability to get 30%, mm-hmm. right? And then I present you a, um, a CD where at that point, probably maybe three, three and a half, maybe, maybe four. Maybe I, I scoured and found the best CD, giving you 4% guarantee. Yeah, it was probably five years. <laughs> five <laughs> years CD, percent. right? You say to yourself, well, Even, even if I took on half the risk of the S&P 500, I can get 15. Why would I, why would I try to get four? Especially, especially
1: when the S&P has been so consistent in its positive performance that it creates like this, ah, it'll it'll never lose. Let me go get the returns. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And so it creates this vibe where maybe, you know, I haven't looked at these items. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing banks market like crazy hey, we got a one-year... I saw this literally from uh, Marcus. Uh, I say Marcus. Marcus is a institution associated with Goldman Sachs. And they have a one-year CD hitting 4%. A one-year CD at 4%. And you're thinking, you know, it's almost like it doesn't feel right, but I got to consider all these new these new items in right. investing. And, you know, obviously this is... I'm going to take a sidestep real quick on you, Mo. This is why it's vitally important to be working with a fiduciary firm. Uh, A fiduciary firm is a firm in which should always have your best interest first, meaning that they are not tied to the investment in which is provided or they're not tied uh, to giving advice on investment where they may be biased to. They're literally searching from the same side of the table as you're on. Uh, any and any and all investments to right. figure out what's best for your your plan, uh, assuming you have a plan, which is another major question that all of you listeners need to ask. But you should if your advisor is not talking about new items that might associate with your with your plan, uh, you should consider a change. Yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, because because things have changed so dramatically, not just in the last month, over consistency, consistently over the last twelve, twenty four months yeah and and a good advisor is going to be one that says, "Hey, you know we've been taking a lot of risk for for good return, but because risk levels have changed." Cla- asset classes have changed and we're in a, wholly, a whole different world and interest rate environments have changed. We should be pivoting and considering something possibly different, especially if we're finding out that your risk tolerance is different.
0: Yeah. You know, to, to bring into some live planning and uh, a live plan, but some real time planning for, with our clients, you know, the other day I was reviewing uh, a client uh, for their year end perf- uh, performance review. And uh, I think we mentioned our show before uh, we took a position in september to you know take about 15% cash in some of our clients portfolios and just really just leave it in cash because we saw some numbers uh, we saw some indications that we we're going to see some volatility in september s&p went below the 200 day moving average so we said you know what historically historically when that happens we're in it we're in it for a ride so we took you know we, we deployed about a 15% cash position in their portfolio so during this review you know after talking it didn't seem like we were ready to deploy that money you know for the near for the near term right so we decided you know why not take advantage of these rates that we're seeing in high high yield savings accounts CDs and we're going to take uh, those, that that some of that position that we have in cash and put it into a high interest savings account let it why earn three, three, 3 and a quarter because we have it in cash now so it's not earning anything really so let's put it 3 let's get 3 and a quarter in a bank that we're not facilitating, we're not managing, but it was prudent. It was the best thing for this client to do because if the cash is going to be sitting on the, uh, on the sideline, let it earn. And then when it's time for us to deploy it back into the market, you know, it's earned some interest and let's go ahead and do what we were going to do. Yeah, and I think, I think that's the key, right? That is real life planning, being able to make
1: those decisions uh, without being biased and to be honest and transparent with a client to make sure that their money is doing what's best for them that's the key that's that's what we're here for and that's how you know that's more that's why clients stay here at asset management Group. right um, now, now, listen, we're talking about smart safe. I want to give you a little bit of education for you to be mindful of. You know, we talk about CDs. Uh, a CD is an investment vehicle typically provided from a banking institution. And when you engage in a CD, it's a contractual relationship for a stipulated time frame. Okay, it could be three months, six months, 12 months, one year, two year, five year plus. And basically what the banking institution is is offering you is a guaranteed rate of return, typically annually, every year with the ability to leave at the term, the end of the term, with that return 100% guaranteed, whatever the interest rate was. Um, now, there's good and bad about every investment. The good about a CD is you never lose your money and you get a stipulated rate of return. You know exactly what you're getting. There's no shock at the end of the day, no right. sticker shock. You just walk away with what you got and consider renewing. Um, with, with the downside, the downside in my, from my perception would be liquidity. That's right. You know, I I, I personally wouldn't feel overly excited about committing too much to a CD because we know, as we've talked about in previous shows and even earlier in this segment, based off what Powell's doing and the feds are doing, it seems like interest rates are sure enough going to continue to rise. As a result, they're going to get better, right? Which means, do you want to rush into committing any type of fund that's going to be stuck contractually to a rate of return today, knowing that that possibly could be a little bit Better down the road. So, you know, you would want to be mindful about the limitation of liquidity. Uh, Indexed annuities. Indexed annuities are investment vehicles kind of similar to a CD. They're backed not by a banking institution, but typically an insurance company, which by the way, some of these insurance companies are have a much longer life expectancy, <laughs> oh, I say life expectancy, a history of life right. in the business that, than banks. But, but either way, uh, some of these institutions, they're offering the ability to have a very similar type of product. That's called a fixed annuity, where you simply agree to a stipulated rate of return that you're going to get. You're going to find that They're oftentimes better than the bank. And the difference between a CD and a fixed annuity is oftentimes the liquidity. That's right. Banks don't offer liquidity on CDs. Most fixed annuities do. They offer 10% liquidity of the balance every single year. And they typically honor a a little bit of a higher rate than what you're going to find in a CD. An indexed annuity is one that is going to allow you to participate because I think one of the fears of investors in a moment like this is. Hey, I, you know, I want safety, but we also know that after a down market always comes a good market. So how do I get the best, best of both worlds? How do I get protection and opportunity? Well, an indexed annuity allows you to get that protection, zero downside, right? You got 100% foundation on the floor. But then as markets improve, you get to participate in indexes like the S&P 500. So, so these are all phenomenal considerations. It doesn't mean you should do it. Right, but it sure should be your perspective to be working with an advisor that knows and can talk about these things, and that's the key. Now, listen, we gotta we gotta t- sidestep real quick. We're already running out of time. Okay, Mo's like, hurry it up, man, quick, <laughs> quick, we're running. Uh, listen, if you have questions about your plan, and you're sitting here thinking, you know what, Andrew, you're right. I've sat here and stuck to my investment strategy my advisor told me not to look at it I'm sitting here with you know a half a million three quarter of a million in assets a million two million whatever the number is and and the advice that I've been given is just stay the pace, stay the course and don't consider any change and you haven't considered any additional investment option or strategy to pay to play a piece of your puzzle of your retirement then you by all means need to be the one that picks up the phone and call and gets access to the retirement readiness review a, a a consultation a free complimentary gift from asset management group to you really organized and orchestrated by mo and myself to access that pick up the phone and call right now One 419 6164 800 419 6164 mo what do we got coming up next
0: uh when we come back we're going to have uh, we're going to answer some questions from our from our listeners that and more when we get, when we get back we
1: Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Nida, Moise Param, here at Asset Management Group. We are in the final segment of today's show. Covered a lot of information, guys, which needs to be covered because it's been a crazy busy few weeks. And as always, there's a lot happening uh, in this year of 2022. I would love to know, I would say show of hands, but I can't see into (laughs) your hands (laughs) how many of you guys are ready for a new year. No, listen, there's always a silver lining, right, Mo? There's always... uh, You know, lessons learned, things to consider. And uh, for me, you know, my wife always says my best attribute is just that I can forget the past and get ready for the future. You know, let's keep keep going. Um, Anyway, so for all my men out there, I'm sure you can share that with me. But uh, all right. So uh, we've talked about a lot. Yeah. And we want to finish uh, the segment, is, uh, the show, as we always do, with some questions. So, Mo, I'm let you light it up with the first question we have. All right. I've got
0: uh, Norman here from Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, okay, Norman is 64 years old, and he's planning to retire in June of next year, June of 23. He has $1.2 million in his 401k and about 2000 a month in real estate income. His question is, is there anything else he should he should do before he signs up for retirement? Okay, so I'm going to ask you again.
1: So 1.2401K real, 1.2401K, real estate, how much in real estate income? 2 million. Oh, sorry, 2 million. 2,000 uh, per month. 2,000 per month right. real estate. And I'm assuming that's, I don't know if he put that in there, but that's net. That's like actually net cash flow, right? Yeah, that's, I, that's let's see. It's, it's net, yeah. Okay, and how old is he? He is 64 years old. 64. And our man is uh Norman Norman, right? Norman from Kennesaw. Norman. All right, my friend. 64 years old. First off, congratulations. Retirement is here. Knocking on the door. I'm assuming we're shooting for age 65, 2023. Like this is the year. Okay, which by the way, real quick, let me take a side note. I got a client of mine, Mo, I was meeting with yesterday. And uh, he's a doctor. Sure enough, in for Wellstar okay. in, uh, Kennesaw, in Kennesaw and Kennesaw, um, and or Marietta. And uh, speaking with him, his his retirement year is in year 2023. So okay. he, he actually is also going to be 65 next year. So it's a very interesting relation <laughs> there. But but either way, what was what made me think of it and want to say something real quick is um, it, it's always interesting, at least from our perspective at Asset Management Group. Um, it's fun watching and helping people transition through retirement. Oh, yeah. So, so, Norman, before we talk about the money side, and I know we got to move quickly, what I would tell you is, is that you, you, you need a game plan, mm-hmm. okay? Not, not a game plan from a, a retirement planning standpoint. That, that should already be in place. If you don't, once again, you, you need to pick up the phone and call. Um, but I'm talking about like a step-by-step process for this year. You know, uh, we'll, we'll be meeting with the client that I'm talking about. We've already rescheduled uh, or not rescheduled, but we scheduled a meeting for the end of January because we're talking about items that need to be handled next year. We want to put a game plan together, a step-by-step process. Obviously, your retirement, Norman, coincides with other important items such as Medicare. That's right. You know, how are we going to handle Medicare at 65? How are we going to handle uh, Social Security? Mm-hmm. Any available pension? Um, and so a lot of these things are time restricted. Uh, so we want to be mindful that we put a plan together of how, you know, once again, not a retirement plan that should already be done. But we're talking about just a game plan for that first year of retirement. And then what we always do here at Asset Management Group is we put together a, a transition season where your advisor is scheduled to speak with you once a month for the first 90 days of your retirement a quick pulse check just to see how cash flow looks. Are you getting comfortable? You know, and by the third month we know, Hey, you know, maybe we've done some traveling. So there's some hit and miss here on expenses, but we're looking to see if we're trending with what the expectation was when we built the plan. Listen, I always tell people, don't, don't, uh, don't kid yourself. You're never going to be able to fully predict everything about your retirement. Okay. Our job is to help as much as possible, but the reality is it's a life you've never lived. So, our goal is to walk hand in hand with you through that transition phase, month by month for the first 90 days. Then we put you out for six months. We do another check in on cash flow. Make sure that everything's good. Almost like, uh, you know, having a hard incident and going back and getting your regular reviews and then spread it out. And make sure you're good to go. So that I wanted to throw that out there. Now let's get back to the finance. What do you need to be considering? The first thing that comes to my mind, I'm going to hand it to you, Mo. The first thing that comes to my mind right out of the gate is health insurance. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of people's retirement. Um, you know, Medicare is interesting kind of a deal, all right, in that, uh, Norman, if you don't know yet, everybody in the world, Knows
0: you're turning sixty five. You'll know that because you get Your mailbox will be flooded man, with you, <laughs> with mailers and um, flyers and 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 marketing opportunities for ev- for all these different carriers to provide you Medicare. That that email account, Norman, that you've done so good <laughs> at
1: keeping clean. Right, one wrong move of the button, uh, man, you're going to get inundated. Thousands. No, it, but it, but it happens. So it gets confusing. Right, you get inundated, so it becomes confusing, and so you want to keep in mind that really the process starts three months before, I know some people say six months, et cetera, but here hearing it from us, let me just say three months prior to the month in which you turn 65 is the game time to begin putting together your Medicare plan, right. which does coincide with your financial plan in regards to taxes and cost and all that stuff. So uh, I don't have enough time to spend on Medicare, but what I would tell you is our firm h- helps with that. We have a company called senior care solutions. It is a Medicare organization organization that, that works as an agency to help all of our clients. Um, with their Medicare needs. So um, that's the first thing that I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah. The, the second thing I'm thinking of is uh, getting a sense of when, you, when we talk about the transition for the 90 days, we're talking about cash flow. So the real question is income, right? Have Hopefully you've thought about this, but how much income do you need in retirement to stay retired? So right now you're getting 2000 a month of real estate income. Let's just assume that's going to be uh, a floor right we 're going to keep your your real estate property, um, so we have two thousand a month of income now then uh, the next stage is how, what do we do with social security now obviously you 're going you 're turning sixty five at some point next year, so you 're close to your full retirement age, not quite there yet, but close. Uh, so have you decided that you're going to start and turn on Social Security? That's just option. That's fine. But let's just see if that's an option or not. Um, and, and are you married? And considering, are, is your spouse going to take Social Security as well? So, again, uh, are we going to start taking Social Security next year? So to fill in any uh, void in income uh, that we need that's, uh, that's left behind with just... Uh, uh, sorry, with just the re- the real estate income. And the next, what I would say is, you know, now that we have 1.2 or so, um, are we going to probably try to maybe over um, fund our 401k for the next, uh, for the half of the year, right? You're going to yeah. retire in June. Do we try to push a little more into the 401k? Markets are a little depressed right now. Hey, maybe a good time for us to overfund
1: our 401k. Or maybe a side note, it could be a good time to last minute, fill up that HSA account. That's right. Before, before we transition, you know, you won't have that opportunity again either and kind of pre-fund the cost of your health care, which by the way, is a great idea for everybody. That's, you know, if you're 60, 61, 62, you're going to retire in the next two or three years and you have the extra cash flow. man, go ahead and build that, ex, that, that bucket's paid for, you know, yeah. the cost of healthcare is paid for. There's a lot here, Norma, to consider, there really is. And and I wish we had enough time to go through the whole thing. Uh, unfortunately, we don't. But by all means, if you need help, you got questions, I can promise you we have and can get the answers. Take the time to pick up a, the phone and call as anybody else.
0: And a real side note, Norman, you're you're going to be in a, in, a, in a position that you haven't seen in a while, in a different tax position. Yeah. Right. Where all of a sudden, let's just call it 24. Right. You'll be in this position where you're not having that earned income. So it's a great season of life to start doing some tax planning in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Most trying to open up a whole new copy. We, <laughs> we ain't got time to cover.
1: All right, listen guys. Hey, want to leave you on a good note. We, we love you. We appreciate you. By all means, it's the Christmas season. Take time. I know this weekend we're participating here with our local church at Crosspoint uh, helping the community with uh, the holidays hope and, and hope for Christmas. Absolutely. I know you, not all of you guys are here in Cartersville, but do some and get involved most of you have been put in a good financial position to go out there and and return the gift that you've been given so make sure you do it and by all means if you need assistance you need guidance you need help financially you got questions about your plan pick up the phone and call it's 800-419-6164 we'll see you guys next week